This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Many know the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas, and can even recite portions of it by heart. But what's really the story behind St. Nicholas? Stay tuned to learn more about St. Nicholas, the Gift Giver, by Ned Bustard, a book from IVP Kids. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Chronicles chapter 7 through 1 Chronicles chapter 8. 1 Chronicles chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. Ishakar's descendants, the sons of Ishakar, Tola, Pua, Jashub, and Shimron, four in all, the sons of Tola, Uzi, Raphaiah, Jeril, Jemai, Jibsam, and Samuel. They were leaders of their families. In the time of David, there were 22,600 warriors listed in Tola's genealogical records. The son of Uzi, Israiah, the sons of Israiah, Michael, Obadiah, Joel, Ishiah, all five were leaders. According to the genealogical records of their families, they had 36,000 warriors available for battle, for they had numerous wives and sons. Altogether, the genealogical records of the clans of Ishakar listed 87,000 warriors, Benjamin's descendants. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Beker, and Jediael, three in all. The sons of Bela, Esbon, Uzi, Uziel, Jerimoth, and Eri. The five of them were leaders of their families. There were 22,034 warriors listed in their genealogical records. The sons of Beker, Zemira, Joash, Eliezer, Elionoi, Omri, Jeremoth, Abijah, Anathoth, and Elemeth. All these were the sons of Beker. There were 20,200 family leaders and warriors listed in their genealogical records. The son of Jediael, Bilhan. The sons of Bilhan, Jehush, Benjamin, Ehud, Kenana. Zithan, Tarshish, and Ahishachar. All these were the sons of Jediel. There were 17,200 family leaders and warriors who were capable of marching out to battle. The Shupites and Hupites were descendants of Ir. The Hushites were descendants of Chaher. Naphtali's descendants, the sons of Naphtali, Jazil, Guni, Jazer, and Shalom, sons of Bilcha. Manasseh's descendants, 
the sons of Manasseh, Asriel, who was born to Manasseh's Aramean concubine. She also gave birth to Machir, the father of Gilead. Now Machir married a wife from the Hupites and Shupites. His sister's name was Makah. Zelophehad was Manasseh's second son. He had only daughters. Makah, Machir's wife, gave birth to a son, whom she named Paresh. His brother was Sheresh, and his sons were Ulam and Rechem. The son of Ulam, Bedan. These were the sons of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh. His sister Hamoliketh gave birth to Ishhad, Abiezer, and Mala. The sons of Shemida were Achian, Shechem, Liki, and Aniam. Ephraim's descendants, the descendants of Ephraim, Shutela, his son Bered, his son Tahath, his son Eliara, his son Tahath, his son Zabad, his son Shuthela. Ezer and Eliad were killed by the men of Gath, who were natives of the land, when they went down to steal their cattle. Their father Ephraim mourned for them many days, and his brothers came to console him. He slept with his wife. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Ephraim named him Bariah, because tragedy had come to his family. His daughter was Shira, who built Lower and Upper Beth Haran, as well as Uzen, Shira. His son Repha, his son Reshef, his son Tela. His son Tahan, his son Ladan, his son Amihud, his son Elishama, his son Nun, and his son Joshua. Their property and settlements included Bethel and its surrounding towns, Naran to the east, Gezer and its surrounding towns to the west, and Shechem and its surrounding towns as far as Ayah and its surrounding towns. On the border of Manasseh's territory were Bethshean and its surrounding towns, Tanakh, and its surrounding towns, Megiddo, and its surrounding towns, Endor and the surrounding towns. The descendants of Joseph, Israel's son, lived here. Asher's descendants, the sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Bariah. Sarah was their sister. The sons of Bariah, Heber, Malkil, who was the father of Berzaith. Heber was the father of Japhlet, Shomer, Hotham, and Shua, their sister. The sons of Japhlet, Pasak, Bimhal, and Ashvath. These were Japhlet's sons, the sons of his brother. Shemer, Roga, Huba, and Aram, the sons of his brother Halem, Zopha, Imna, Shelesh, and Amal, the sons of Zopha, Sua, Hanefer, Shual, Beri, Imra, Bezer, Hod, Shama, Shilisha, Ethran, and Bira, the sons of Jether, Jefune, Pispa, and Ara, the sons of Ula, Ara, Haniel, and Rizia. All these were the descendants of Asher. They were the leaders of their families, the most capable men who were warriors and served as head chiefs. There were 26,000 warriors listed in their genealogical records as capable of doing battle. First Chronicles chapter 8, beginning at verse 1, Benjamin's descendants continued. Benjamin was the father of Bila, his firstborn. Ashbel was born second, Ahara third, Noha fourth, and Rapha fifth. Bela's sons were Adar. Gera, Abihud, Abishua, Naaman, Ahoa, Gera, Shafufan, and Huram. These were the descendants of Ehud, who were leaders of the families living in Geba, who were forced to move to Manahath. Naaman, Ahijah, and Gera, who moved them. Gera was the father of Uzzah and Ahihud. Shaharaim fathered sons in Moab after he divorced his wives Hushim and Bara. By his wife Chodesh, he fathered Jobab, Zibia, Misha, Malcolm, Jews, 
Sakia, and Mirma. These were his sons. They were family leaders. By Hushim, he fathered Abitub and Elpal. The sons of Elpal, Eber, Misham, Shemed, who built Ono and Lod, as well as its surrounding towns, Bariah and Shema. They were leaders of the families living in Ajilon and chased out the inhabitants of Gath, Ahio, Shashak, Jeremoth, Zebediah, Arad, Erer, Michael, Ishpa, and Johar were the sons of Bariah, Zebediah, Meshulam, Hizki, Heber, Ishmerai, Isliah, and Jobah were the sons of Elpal, Jakim, Zikri, Zabdi, Elenai, Zelethai, Eliel, Adiah, Bariah, and Shimrath were the sons of Shemai, Ishpan, Eber, Eliel, Abdon, Zikri, Hanan, Hananiah, Elam, Anthotijah, Iftiah, and Penul were the sons of Shashak, Shamsharai, Shechariah, Athaliah, Jerashiah, Elijah, and Zikri were the sons of Jeroham. These were the family leaders listed in the genealogical records. They lived in Jerusalem. The father of Gibeon lived in Gibeon. His wife's name was Makah. His firstborn son was Abdon, followed by Zur, Kish, Baal, Nadab, Gidor, Ahio, Zeker, and Mikloth. Mikloth was the father of Shemiah. They also lived near their relatives in Jerusalem. Ner was the father of Kish, and Kish was the father of Saul. Saul was the father of Jonathan, Malkishua, Abinadab, and Eshbal, the son of Jonathan, Meribal. Meribal was the father of Micah, the sons of Micah, Pithon, Melech, Teria, and Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Jehoada. Jehoada was the father of Elameth, Azmaveth, and Zimri. Zimri was the father of Moza, and Moza was the father of Beniah. His son was Rapha, whose son was Eliasa, whose son was Azel. Azel had six sons, Azrikam, his firstborn, followed by Ishmael, Shariah, Obadiah, and Hanan. All these were the sons of Azel, the sons of his brother Eshek. Ulam was his firstborn, Jush, second, and Elipheleth, third. The sons of Ulam were warriors who were adept archers. They had many sons and grandsons, a total of 150. All these were the descendants of Benjamin. New Testament reading. Acts chapter 18, verses 18, through Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 20. Acts chapter 18, beginning at verse 18. Paul returns to Antioch in Syria. Paul, after staying many more days in Corinth, said farewell to the brothers and sailed away to Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. He had his hair cut off at Centria because he had made a vow. When they reached Ephesus, Paul left Priscilla and Aquila behind there but he himself went into the synagogue and addressed the Jews. When they asked him to stay longer, he would not consent, but said farewell to them and added, I will come back to you again if God wills. Then he set sail from Ephesus. And when he arrived at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church at Jerusalem and then went down to Antioch. After he spent some time there, Paul left and went through the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Paulos begins his ministry. Now a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, arrived in Ephesus. He was an eloquent speaker, well-versed in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and with great enthusiasm he spoke and taught accurately the facts about Jesus, although he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak out fearlessly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. When Apollos wanted to cross over to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. 
When he arrived, he assisted greatly those who had believed by grace, for he refuted the Jews vigorously in public debate, demonstrating from the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 20. Disciples of John the Baptist at Ephesus. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went through the inland regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples there and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul said, Into what then were you baptized? Into John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they began to speak in tongues and to prophesy. Now there were about twelve men in all. Paul continues to minister at Ephesus. So Paul entered the synagogue and spoke out fearlessly for three months, addressing and convincing them about the kingdom of God. But when some were stubborn and refused to believe, reviling the way before the congregation, he left them and took the disciples with him, addressing them every day in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years, so that all who lived in the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. The Seven Sons of Sceva God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands, so that when even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his body were brought to the sick, their diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. But some itinerant Jewish exorcists tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were possessed by evil spirits, saying, I sternly warn you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Now seven sons of a man named Sceva, a Jewish high priest, were doing this. But the evil spirit replied to them, I know about Jesus and I'm acquainted with Paul, but who are you? Then the man who was possessed by the evil spirit jumped on them and beat them all into submission. He prevailed against them so that they fled from their house naked and wounded. This became known to all who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. Fear came over them all, and the name of the Lord was praised. Many of those who had believed came forward, confessing and making their deeds known. Large numbers of those who had practiced magic collected their books and burned them up in the presence of everyone. When the value of the books was added up, it was found to total 50,000 silver coins. In this way, the word of the Lord continued to grow in power and to prevail. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Thrice holy God, I thank you, O God, for your word. Thank you for the testimony, O God, and the power of the Holy Spirit, O God. Too often, O God, in certain denominations and within the American church, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is not elevated and not esteemed. And the work of the Spirit can be diminished in some circles, O God. But I thank you that the third person of the Trinity is co-equal with God the Father and God the Son. Thank you, O God, that the Holy Spirit indwells us because we have received the baptism. We've been baptized into Jesus Christ. Not only do we repent and confess our sins, O God, but we have received eternal life by grace through faith. Thank you, O God. And that at the moment that we came to faith, we also were sealed with the Holy Spirit, which is the guarantor of our salvation, our redemption, O God, that we are truly yours and blood-bought and that you are coming for us, O God. Would you help us, O God, to be people that don't trifle with your name, that don't trifle with the Spirit's power, oh God, uh, that even demons are checking us and asking us for our credentials and asking us for our receipts, oh God. Help us, oh Lord God, to know that we are truly in you, to make our calling and elections sure, oh God. Um, and would you help us to have a spirit of expectation, to see the mighty works of God 
even in our lifetime, even in our day, oh God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love, oh God. I just pray that you would set our hearts ablaze, oh God, and that you, oh God, would begin a revival, oh God, in our land, oh God, where we see these mighty works and these mighty wonders come to pass, oh God. Would you help us? Give us a measure of faith that believes you for um, wonder-working power and miracles, oh God, to happen, miracles of healing, miracles of long-standing chronic pain and diseases being eradicated by the power of the Holy Spirit. We know that you can do it. We know that you're still at work, oh God. Help us to trust in you, oh God. Pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Around Christmas, we spend a lot of time thinking about presents, but have you ever wondered why we give gifts? Learn about the life of St. Nicholas and discover why he became known as one of the greatest gift givers of all time. In Ned Bustard's book, St. Nicholas, the Gift Giver, told as a delightful poem, this colorfully illustrated book will be enjoyed by children and the adults who read with them. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go something.